Bishop Joseph Espayat. He is the youngest American bishop, recently named by Pope Francis to serve in the Archdiocese of New York. He's our guest on Personally Speaking. Please stay with us. Welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Jim Lasanti, and Bishop-elect Joseph Espayat joins me now. Last month, Pope Francis named Father Joseph Espayat to be an auxiliary bishop of the Archdiocese of New York, and when he's ordained next month, Bishop-elect Joseph will be the youngest bishop in the United States at 45 years old, and one of the youngest bishops in the whole world. Bishop-designate Espayat was ordained in 2003 as a priest, and has served as pastor of St. Anthony of Padua Parish in the Bronx since 2005. He attended Cathedral Preparatory High School in Manhattan before studying at Fordham University, where he earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in philosophy. While at St. Joseph's Seminary in Dunwoody, Bishop-elect Espayart earned a Master's of Divinity degree in theology and a Master of Arts degree in theology, specializing in church history. He is the director of the Hispanic Catholic Charismatic Renewal for the New York Archdiocese and has also served as director of youth ministry for the Archdiocese of New York as well. In 2021, Bishop-designate Espayart launched a podcast called Sainthood in the City, which included discussions on faith, music, sports, fashion, and pop culture, and has also been seen rapping in a number of YouTube videos leading youth in a God-mode encounter through rap. Bishop-elect Espayart is here with us today to talk about being named Auxiliary Bishop of the Archdiocese in New York and how he's encouraged and motivated by young people and hopes to encourage them as well to embrace Jesus Christ. Joining me now, I'm so pleased to welcome to Personally Speaking, Bishop-designate Joseph Espayart. Uh, first of all, congratulations on being Bishop-elect. And I, my first question will sound... Uh, not unlike many other people's questions, where in the world is Targabala? Targabala is in Tunisia, modern, okay. modern day Tunisia, uh, Northern Africa. Uh, actually, I am the next country uh, next to uh, Hippo, St. Augustine. Okay. Next, to, next to Algiers. Okay. Uh, yes. is, it, is it in any way Catholic right now or is it all completely Muslim? No, I think it's, uh, I, I haven't done much research. Right. Sorry. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that I am a bishop. Yes, right. Uh, you know, so I haven't done the research. Um, but from my understanding, the reason, as you would know, Monsignor, the reason why they give titular sees um, in the old names is because those are really vibrant Christian communities. Um, okay. But it's no longer. So yes, my my I, my inkling is it's it's probably more Muslim today. Uh, Bishop, I'm going to tell you a little story. I don't know if how it relates to you, but maybe it does. Years ago, I was living at St. Agnes Cathedral in Rockville Center, and Bishop McGann left a note under my door saying, "See me first thing in the morning. Important." I spent the entire night wondering what I had done wrong and how I was in trouble, only to have him say at breakfast, oh, by the way, uh, you're now a Monsignor. And I said, couldn't you have told me that last night and saved me some sleep? My point is, what happened to you 
when you found out they want me to be a bishop? It was crazy. Um, I, I, you know, you're, it's funny. You're the first one to ask me that story because everybody else has been focusing on so many other things. But, it, you know, uh, the, the, the real story, I will share it with you. So this is an exclusive. You're getting the exclusive here. <laughs> you know, uh, the real story is um, I got four phone calls from Washington, D.C. on Martin Luther King Jr. Day on Monday. Okay. So I got these four phone calls. And now, you know, as well as I do, all of these spam phone calls, yeah. I don't pick up. So <laughs> I, I was like, you know, who the heck is calling me from Washington, D.C.? Who do I owe money to? Or, you know, I was like, why are they calling me? I thought it was a spam, honestly. Yeah. Um, and so I never picked up. And by the way, Mondays are my day of rest. It's my Sabbath day. Okay. So <laughs> I, was, I, I was at a friend's house, family friend's house, and I never picked up the call. Now, Tuesday morning, I, I, I ruptured my Achilles last summer playing uh -huh. basketball. Uh, so I, I still am going to physical therapy. So Tuesday morning, when I came back from physical therapy, they called me once more <laughs> while at physical therapy. And then finally, you know, I'm getting ready, getting ready to start my day. And, and he calls me again. <laughs> and finally, I was I was really I wasn't in a good place <laughs> because I got six phone calls from Washington, D.C. And I picked up the phone. And I'm like, hello. And, and here's the nuncio. And the nuncio is like, yes, this is uh, Christophe Pierre, Archbishop Christophe Pierre. May I speak to Father Joseph Espaillat? And I'm like. Who? You know, like, <laughs> my head is not in the right places. It, like, I'm like, why is the archbishop calling me the nuncio? Mm -hmm. and, and so he says, uh, I have some news for you. Are you sitting down? And at that point, I said, no, I just finished <laughs> getting out of the bathroom. Like, I'm getting ready to go. No, I'm not sitting down. And then eventually he... He broke the news to me and he says, Pope Francis, you know, has elected you to become an auxiliary bishop of the Archdiocese of New York. Wow. Uh, do you accept? And at that point, I said, can I sit down now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I said, can you repeat that again? And he said the same thing. Um, and uh, and that was like, wow. You know, I, 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 I was totally taken by shock. And I, you did, I, you I, did say yes, right? I did. Good, yes, good. I now, did say yes. How long before you were able to let your parents know? No, I, you can't. You can't say anything. You know, no. you cannot reveal anything. Um, you're under the pontifical seal. Okay. Uh, you know, until the, the the announcement is officially made. Um, but as as a, a you know, a priest friend of mine was driving me down to St. Patrick's Cathedral. Uh, at that point, you know, I, I, I said, let me tell my parents and my sister before they know, before it comes out public, <laughs> right, you know. Right. And so I, I told them then at that point, um, you know, what had happened. And, and that was a fiasco because <laughs> I said, look, I don't have much time. I'm going to the cathedral. But I was like, this is what's going to happen. You're, you're going to get bombarded and flooded probably by people that you know, but hear it from me first. But they were enthusiastic. They were ecstatic. Um, but my mother's reaction was the best. Because uh, my mother said, you're not even a Monsignor yet. <laughs> <laughs> you skipped that stage. Well, you're not old enough to be a Monsignor, right? Now they're not making them till they're 65, and, and you got 20 years to go before you can become a Monsignor. But I think you've jumped the gun. I think yeah. I think uh, Bishop, Bishop kind of trumps that a little bit. Now, let me ask you, take me back, because we're talking about your parents. The family of origin, 
makes or breaks us in many ways. Tell me about these people. What do your mom and dad do right in raising you? Um, I come from such a blessed home, Monsignor. Um, my mother and my father have always been there for me. Um, I've been privileged, you know, to have both mom and dad at home. I have a loving sister, a younger sister. Um, my father, I come from a military background. Okay. My father uh, was a Marine. Uh, he, he, he served our country. He fought towards the end of Vietnam. Um, my sister is a JAG, Army JAG. Uh, oh. She's a lawyer in the Army. She's a major. Uh, and, and so that discipline has always been there with my father. You know, mm -hmm. my father always got up early in the morning. You know, he would always, you know, look well, well represented to go to work. You know, um, he never allowed me to miss school. You know, um, I could be, I could have a cold and my father's like, no, you're, you're getting you're <laughs> behind dressed and you're going to school. Um, so school, you know, um, whenever I got perfect attendance award, uh, he was like, that doesn't belong to you. That belongs to me. I'm your father. <laughs> I'm the one who used to get you up out of bed in the morning and my mother. <laughs> so right. I came from a background that was very disciplined, mm -hmm. very organized, um, I, you know, I still make my bed in the morning. Uh, you know, when I get up out of bed, it's the first thing I do. You know, I say my prayers as I'm getting up and I'm making my bed before I even brush my teeth. Yeah. Uh, so I came from, from that upbringing and a home full of love. Mm. Uh, my mom and my dad uh, are, are very loving parents. Um, you know, uh, my dad, thank God, uh, you know, uh, I still, you know, I have him around. I'm blessed to have both of them around. Yeah. Um, and, and, and a very loving home, um, uh, you know, a very Catholic upbringing because of my grandmother. She was the matriarch. Mm -hmm. uh, my grandmother, um, tremendous faith. Um, just to give you a quick example, yeah. before my grandmother died, um, she came out of the hospital and told my father, I'll never forget it like today. I was in the seminary already and she told my father, she says, you drive me by church. And he said, Ma, you need to go home. And she goes, you will not tell me what to do with God. I need <laughs> to say hi to Jesus. Wow. And we drove to her parish, Our Lady Queen of Mars Church in Manhattan. And I will never forget, she knelt down for an hour. Wow. This is a woman who just came out of the hospital. Yeah. Knelt down for an hour. And I knelt down next to her and prayed with her. And then after she did her holy hour, she says, now we go home. And she died a couple of weeks later. Wow. Now that's, that's the kind of grandma you want to have. Now, let's go back for a second. You know, we talk about this all the time in my parish, about the need for an increase in vocations. And everybody wants priests. But the usual response is somebody else's son, not mine, because they want to have uh, the son be married and the grandchildren and all the rest. Your parents' reaction to you saying, Mom and Dad, I, I think I'm called to priesthood. They were probably not going to get grandchildren from you. So what was their reaction? My mother was okay with it. Mm. My father at first, at first was the one who was hesitant. He was yeah. like, ah, you know what? I went, I'm a lifer, Monsignor. So I yeah. entered when I was 13 years old. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like the old school style. Right, right, right. Because they don't do this anymore, right? I entered when I was 13 years old. I did four years of cathedral prep, four years of college at Neumann, and then four years of major seminary plus the spirituality year. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I got to college, 
my father told my mother, you know what? It's a phase. He'll get over it. Uh, you know, he'll, it'll, it'll, you know, he'll find girls in college and he'll get yeah. over it. And so it was, it wasn't until the end of college when I graduated from Fordham. Uh, and my father, he said to me, uh, so what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to continue. Mm. I'm going to move on. And he said to me, you're really serious about this, aren't you? Mm. And I said to my father, yes, I am. My father looked me right in the eyes, being a military man. And he said to me, promise me one thing. He says, you're going to be the best darn priest mm. out there. And if you're going to do this, he said this, you're going to do it 110%. Yeah. He says, do it all the way or don't do it at all. He's right. And, uh, and, and, and I looked him in the eyes and I said, Dad, I think this is where God is calling me. And then he says, you have my support. Well, that's great to know. L let me ask you this, too, because uh, one of the great things about Father Joe and now Bishop Joe is that uh, uh, if you go online and you look him up on YouTube, he, he talks uh, in a way that connects to contemporary people. He's uh, filled with life and spirit. Uh, in, in a word, Bishop, you are a normal, normal guy that relates to people. But you know, and I know, I, if we've been around the track at all, that something happens to some people when they become bishops, where they develop what I call bishop speak, where they say something, but it really says nothing. Uh, and mm. it, it stops being connective. It stops being real. Um, what are you going to do? What, what do you have around you that will keep you the genuine man that you are today? Uh well, first and foremost, my prayer life, <laughs> mm. uh, you know, my, 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 I'm rooted, uh, you know, in the Lord. I mean, you know, every day, you know, I try to stay rooted in him. Um, I, uh, I had a major encounter seven years ago uh, when I was baptized in the spirit. Ah. Uh, so that rocked my world. That changed my life. I was pretty um, boisterous and pretty, uh, out there when I spoke. But um, when that happened to me seven years ago, when I was baptized in the spirit, uh, there was no turning back. Mm. And, uh, and I came to the realization that I had already laid down my life for Jesus at the altar of St. Patrick's Cathedral, and that I was dead to the world. And I have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I, what's going to keep me true and grounded are my classmates. Um, I have, I have the best class. I'm sorry if I'm saying this and <laughs> other guys are going to, because most priests, I've never heard a priest say that. Like, you know, I have the, I have the best class in the world. There's only four of us and mm -hmm. we are so tight and we're so united that for the last 18 years, like we haven't missed an ordination dinner. We haven't mm -hmm. missed a, a Thanksgiving dinner, a Christmas dinner. And we keep each other like rooted and grounded, it, you know, and we're real with each other. So I have amazing priest brothers uh, and I have amazing lay people around me. I'm not afraid to surround myself with lay people that will call me out on my, you know, my baloney, if you will. Uh, they, you know, um, so I have great lay people, lay friends, um, both old that were with me in the seminary and are now married and have families mm -hmm. and new people that I've met the parishes throughout the years I've served that have become family to me. Um, and, and I tell them all the time, I like, listen, if I'm full of it, tell me, you know, if I'm not doing the right thing, call me out on it. And right. there are some guys that are afraid of that, you know, 
Yeah. And they live in their little bubbles. You know, they live in a, in a, in a, in a unrealistic and unnatural world. Mm-hmm. I think I live in a, in a real world, you know, and, and I try not to um, think too highly of myself because there's not much to think of. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean God, God sees me in a, in, a, in a better light than I see myself. One of our more popular programs on Personally Speaking was with a guy named uh, Bishop Jim Conley. I knew Jim because we had been uh, arrested together years ago in pro-life demonstrations, but mm-hmm. he's now the bishop of, uh, of Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska. But he, he announced to his people a few years ago, I'm suffering from depression, the job is too much, and I'm going to get some help, and hopefully I'll come back. But the vulnerability of uh, Bishop Jim to tell his people, I'm, I'm hurting uh, like you are sometimes, those of you who face depression, and I'm going to get the help I need. That was like mm. mind-blowing that any bishop would tell us the truth. Uh, are, are you a truth-sayer, Bishop? Oh, big time, Monsignor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, don't, you don't know me yet. You're getting to know <laughs> me. But, uh, I mean, the, just with the little probably you've researched me online, yeah. uh, I, I don't mince words. And there's a, a Spanish saying, my parents being from the Dominican Republic, it is, yo no tengo pelo en la lengua, which means I don't have hair on my tongue. <laughs> which means I speak freely. Okay. So, right. so yeah, no, I'm, I, I don't, I don't think we have time to mince words. We, no. we don't have time to play games. You know, souls are not games, you know, yeah. and we need to speak the truth and we need to speak the truth boldly and we need to speak it in love and not be afraid to do that. Bishop Joseph, I got to ask you, Bishop Amos Seller, one of our auxiliary <clears throat> bishops, he's now about 90, but when he told his mom that he was made an auxiliary bishop, uh, while she congratulated him, she said, the problem in the church, too many chiefs, not enough Indians, which brings me back to, have you any insight into, like, I love the priesthood. I can't imagine why thousands more guys aren't stepping forward to say, please, please allow me to serve. How are we going to increase vocations so that the needs of the church are met in the future? Any idea on what we're supposed to do? Yes. Um, to be, uh, be real witnesses. Do not be afraid to be bold. Do not be afraid to proclaim the gospel. Um, you know, to be vulnerable. Um, it was Monsignor Luigi Giussani. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Monsignor Luigi Giussani, um, uh, you know, who said, you know, cry when you need to cry. Laugh when you need to laugh. Be real men. And, and again, I, I, don't, I don't see that from some of my brothers. You know, they, 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 they kind of like shy away and hide um, and, and, and aren't there with the people. You know, um, it's OK, you know, to, 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 to be you. Like I was on the conference call today with this hoodie. You know, I'm wearing a hoodie. And, and, and one of the bishops texted me during the conference call. He was finally a bishop that gets it. He's wearing a hoodie. <laughs> I'm like, this is who I am. Like, why do I have to be necessarily like in a rabbi in a suit or, you know, it's, this is how, what I wear every day at my parish with my people. Um, And, and, and we need to be real. We need to be human uh, and, and not be afraid to do that. And when we do that, the young people today, I have a very, very big heart for young people. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm passionate about our young people. Um, When we are real, the young people see that and they're attracted to that Mm -hmm. when we are genuine, right? Um, It was Pope Paul the six, right? Pope Paul the six who said, people listen to witnesses more than they listen to to teachers. And they Mm -hmm. only listen to teachers if they are witnesses. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
You, you're raising a, a whole bunch of good points, but I need to ask you too. You just mentioned Pope Paul VI, and I am old enough to remember him. You're a kid, so you wouldn't. But I mentioned it because when I give clergy conferences around the country, one of the more disturbing things I sometimes run into are people who identify themselves by the particular pontiff. Oh, I'm a John Paul II guy. Oh, I'm a Benedict guy. I'm a Francis guy. And I like to say right. back to them, we're all Jesus's guy. You know? <laughs> what, what is it that we can do to make sure that the church doesn't subdivide itself by deciding that uh, you're too liberal, you can't be Catholic. You're too conservative, you're too, you, you can't be Catholic. You know, why can't we all be one? Monsignor, you are speaking my language. I like you. <laughs> you're, speaking, you're my brother in Christ. I love you. Let me change that. I love you in the name of Jesus. Thank you. I mean, no, seriously, you are so right. It, it, it irritates me to, yeah. to hear my brothers speak that way. And we can be so divisive, yep. right? Um, I say all the time to my people, like the same way you say to your people, I say all the time, I grew up with JP2, okay? Yeah. I grew up with Benedict, mm -hmm. and I'm now living through um, Pope Francis. Right. And I say, I love all three of them. Yeah. I love all of them. I, I, I'm a JP2 baby. I, I'm, I'm a <laughs> B16 baby. I'm a Francis baby. <laughs> I was like, I love all of them. And all of them have brought a different element to the church that was necessary when the church needed it. Yeah. I, and, and, and we have to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. God has called these men during these times to lead the church. So I 100% agree with you. And our church yeah. is universal. We're Catholic. Yeah. And so guess what? If you can be all the way to the right, Right. And you can celebrate the Latin mass and you could be all the way on the other side of the spectrum and be mm. charismaniac, be charismatic. <laughs> right. Because unfortunately, you know, it's like it has to be one or the other. Right. Why right. can't it be? Why can't it be both? And uh -huh. totally, it should totally be. Agree. And, totally and, 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 and guess what? My brothers and sisters who may be for the Latin mass. Amen. Mm -hmm. And my brothers and sisters who are celebrating, you know, the mass in Africa and playing drums. Amen. Yeah. This is our church. And yep. all of it is beautiful. Absolutely. Bishop, I want to ask you a question more about ethnic background. Uh, I, I, had, I had an Italian-American father. Uh, his father was born in Italy. And then my mom, who is 101 and, and is still with me, is uh, Irish-American. That's awesome. Congratulations. It is a great blessing. But I mention that because... I know that, you know, the Irish and Italian background influences the kind of man I am, uh, the good and the challenging. But what does it mean to have your roots in the Dominican Republic? Oh, man, it means so much, Monsignor. It means so much. Uh, my, my heritage, my background uh, from my ancestors, uh, it's a long story. Maybe that's another session uh, <laughs> that we could have. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a great impact on my life. For example, really quickly, yeah. being from the Dominican Republic, right? People mm -hmm. don't realize that the reason why the Dominican Republic is named the Dominican Republic is because of St. Dominic. Ah. Okay? So okay. St. Dominic is the founder. That's why the capital is Santo Domingo, St. Dominic. Not St. Sunday, right? right, right. but St. Dominic. And so St. Dominic plays a major role, the order of preachers ah, okay. in the Dominican Republic, right? right? Um, and, and it's funny because the Dominicans 
come from the Dominican order, if you will. Right. Yes. But yes. A lot of people don't know their history. They don't no. know that history. Um, and the Dominican Republic has not only a patroness of the Dominican Republic, which is Our Lady of Mercy, but we also have a per- protectress, which is Our Lady of Altagracia, Our Lady of High Grace. Okay. And I say we're so small, but we need two, you know, <laughs> uh, two titles of Our Lady to, right. to, to watch over us. And <laughs> our people have such a great devotion to Our Lady. And that has always been part of my spirituality uh, growing up. So I have a great devotion to Our Lady of Mercy, a great devotion to Our Lady of High Grace. Um, and that has influenced me throughout yeah. the years in, in, in growing up. Um, really quickly, personally, um, my heritage, again, my name is Espaillat. Uh, we began in the southern tip of France. And from the southern tip of France, we moved into Spain. And then from Spain, we crossed over to the Dominican Republic. Okay. So that's where I come from in Europe. Um, but the beautiful thing is that I've had two of my great, um, great grandfathers who were presidents of the Dominican Republic. Ah, right. Okay. And one of them was actually like the Abraham Lincoln of the Dominican Republic. Wow. Right. And he fought for human rights there. So mm. my heritage plays a very big part in who I am and in my upbringing and in my leadership style. Okay, thank you for that. And we are going to close now and let you get back to other work. And I was thinking when you got on the camera that, you know, that was a, a monk's cowl you wear. I didn't know it was a hoodie. You know? Oh, no, this is, yeah, it's, it's the hoodie, you know? Yeah. So that's good. I like it either way. But I just want to thank you, Bishop, for being with us and, and just know that all of us, uh, both out here in the Diocese of Rockville Center and I think throughout the church, because this, pl- this program is, is universal, uh, just hoping and praying that the, the dynamism, the excitement in your voice right now, the love for Jesus, the love for the church, the love for, for helping people, that it only grows deeper with the passing of time and, and that you are, you're a young bishop, but that you have that many more years, God willing, to serve the Christ who unites us all. We are with you 100%, and thank you so much for sharing with us on Personally Speaking. You're the best. Thank you, Monsignor. You're awesome. And thank you for what you do to proclaim and to spread the gospel and the good news of Jesus. As we end today's program, I want to thank you all for being with us. If you'd like to be in touch, you can reach me at personallyspeakingpodcast at gmail.com. Personally Speaking is also on YouTube. Uh, go to Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Santi, And please don't forget to click like and subscribe. Personally Speaking is also a podcast on personallyspeakingpodcast.buzzsprout.com. You can go to past episodes at www.closeencountertv.com, or you can get both past shows and daily mass and homilies by going to www.ollmp.org. That's at my own parish, Our Lady of Lourdes in Massapequa Park, New York, ollmp.org. Personally Speaking is also on Facebook at Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Lasanti. And we're also now on Instagram at Personally Speaking Podcast. Please share and let others know about Personally Speaking. I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer, Personally Speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jandovitz. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking. Personally Speaking.